Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions and close to nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Let's get started. Sarah, tell us who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Sarah and I run a data analytics uh, business unit in a cybersecurity consulting firm called NovaCoast. Um, I've been there for about five years now, so I am trained as a data analyst and data scientist first, and I have been learning cybersecurity for five years. Um, so I am all about trying to bring data and business intelligence into the cybersecurity world. I'm already going to ask a bonus question right out of the gate. As you crossed over, between data science and cybersecurity, what are some of the similarities and what are some of the differences? Yeah, so a similarity is the way that people refer to technical people and non-technical people, right? So you've got data analytics, data science, computer science, you think it's very technical, um, grew up like coding, doing math, all of those things. In cybersecurity, technical is almost referred to as people who can speak in depth about the technical nature of cybersecurity. So people who know all the products, people who know how to operate, you know, firewalls or something, people who know vulnerability management in depth or SIM or whatever their vertical might be. Um, so it's interesting to see how this word technical kind of, right, instead of being someone who's in like marketing or sales, but someone who's considered technical has different meanings, um, but is used in the same way in different industries. That's awesome. Thank technical you for that. cybersecurity doesn't necessarily mean you know how to code, but in, in data analytics, it does. <laughs> that makes sense. No, that, and, and a developer, technical means you do know how to code. So there's all sorts of different yeah. things that you could throw in there. That's, that's great insight. Why do you love being an upcoming cyber professional, but also a data professional? Yeah, well, I love it because data analytics and cybersecurity are both kind of what I consider new and old. So both have been around for a while, but I feel like in the grand scheme of other industries that exist in the world, they're relatively new. And what I like is that other industries have learned, I think, how to adapt data analytics and really get to a point where they use it to make business decisions a little bit faster than cybersecurity has. And I feel like now being a cybersecurity practitioner for the last few years, you know, people in cybersecurity like to think that we have these really complex problems, you know, that we can't solve or, or kind of we've got these really unique things and we don't have enough data. But a lot of times what I find in my research or, or what I do is that we're kind of solving the same problems that other industries have, you know, we can, we can use some either data analytics models or different methodologies that other industries have used um, and just bring it to cybersecurity and adapt it. And I think that that's kind of a newer concept and it's something that I like to try to bridge the gap between. So being data first, cybersecurity second, I think brings just a new perspective into the industry. I, I love it. I think that's great. And, and, and ultimately cyber is better if we understand the data. So kudos, mm -hmm. that's a really, a really good way to approach that. So let's talk about, you know, the, the, the quote unquote, cybersecurity is a top concern. I'd, mm -hmm. I'm really curious how you're going to answer this. What does that mean to you? So I think what's interesting to me is that a lot of the companies that I've worked with, um, we work with a lot of highly regulated organizations. So think healthcare, finance, all of those. Um, a lot of times I almost feel like cybersecurity is a top con concern because of regulations placed on them and they need to be compliant. 
Whereas I think you can actually use data analytics to make cybersecurity drive business into your decisions or decisions in your business, you know? So I think that you can kind of use data analytics to make cybersecurity more of a predictive thing versus the reason that I think it's a top concern now is that people don't want to get hacked. They don't want to deal with the penalties and they want to make sure they're compliant, right? I think cybersecurity should be a top concern because we get so much data in from cybersecurity, so much data in from other sectors of businesses as well, that if we look at cybersecurity and analyze the data in it, we can actually probably make better business decisions in other organizations or other units of our, our business as well. So it should kind of be, I would like to shift the reason I think that it's a top concern for most people. No, and, and that lends itself to just a quick follow-up question for you. Do you believe that using data can allow cybersecurity to become more proactive instead of reactive? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, one thing that I'm working on a lot lately with clients is um, quantitative risk analysis, right? So cyber risk quantification and bringing really um, quantitative statistical methods into understanding your cybersecurity data. And what that gets you is the ability to justify your decisions, your budget, try to figure out ROI on the tools you're buying or the things that you're spending. And that really becomes more predictive at that point, because you can now say using data analytics and, and models of the future, you know, if I buy this tool, here's amount, the amount of tax attacks it could stop, or here's how much it could save us in annualized spending on cybersecurity, you know? So I think if you use the data that we have in the correct way, and then more importantly, use the correct statistical models, you can move to be more predictive, which is way better than just buying a tool because, well, you know, I didn't get hacked last year, so I should probably buy it again this year. Sounds good. Every CISO watching this has perked up but every gunslinger analyst who's just out there trying to find every possible hack uh, has just been destroyed by, by your predictive <laughs> analytics. So, <laughs> so what insight do you wanna share with our community of cyber professionals? Yeah, I would love to share the insight that data analytics is not as hard as you think and here's why I say that. You already have all the data, which is a really hard part, right? If you are any type of cybersecurity organization where you have any type of SIM or any type of SSO tool, anything for vulnerability management scanning, anything like that, if you have these tools in your environment, you have the data somewhere. Whether or not you're using that to do anything, you know, is a totally different question, but you already have the data. So what I really want to make the point of is why would you pay all this money and have all these tools to gather all this data for you and not do everything you can to get every last piece of information out of it, right? So the point of data analytics should be to use the data that you already are paying for and that you already have to help make better decisions. And if you think that you're doing data analytics in your cyber department and you're not doing that, or you don't feel that you're getting the outcome of making better business decisions, then you're not doing it correctly, you know? And it doesn't have to be as hard as you think. Um, you've already got the data. All you need to do is really try to find the story that it's telling. It should always be about finding the story behind the data. Wonderful. What is your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? Gosh, well, okay, I have two answers. So from more of like a technical perspective i love this is not that retro but to me it's retro um like low code solutions so i think of like the very old 
drag and drop, you know, you would like drag a little square, like think of SQL Server, like integration services or something onto a grid. And it basically just writes SQL under the hood for you. Um, but it makes it feel all cool and fancy because you're dragging and dropping it with arrows and stuff. So I used to love those. Um, and then in a non-cyber, non-technical way, um, the BlackBerry, man, like I feel like the BlackBerry was the iPhone before the iPhone. And I remember my dad had that. I mean, he was not going to give up his BlackBerry if his life depended on it until his company finally forced him to move the iPhone. But for all the BlackBerry fans out there, you know, I remember when that had a huge grip on society. So love the BlackBerry. Yeah, I had I had the BlackBerry Pearl, the really small little one <laughs> with a little white white spinner on it. So I, I feel you on that. And they've, they've <laughs> gone completely in a different direction, which is really cool for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's so funny to think of like operating because, you know, I, I grew up coding. So you've got the OS operating system that you code for, you know, iPhone, you've got Android and there used to be BlackBerry. I'm like, what BlackBerry developers are still left in the world? I'd love to know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple out there, but Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the CyberPro podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You did it. You made it to the end. Check us out for future podcasts and more content.